0: Uh, my next guest says it may not really matter. Well, let's find out why. Peter Esho is joining us from Wealthy. Peter, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: But we've been waiting for this inflation <laughs> report forever. How can it not matter?
1: Well, it doesn't matter to the extent that we already know. It's a backward-looking indicator. It's a little bit old now. Things have been moving so quickly. And when we look at you know the second quarter, we're talking about three months up until the end of June. We are now towards the end of July. And so much has changed. In the past couple of weeks, we've seen the components that have driven the rate of inflation starting to come back. Commodity prices are coming back. Energy prices are coming back from very high levels, but the direction is changing. And so that's why we made an argument that the numbers don't really matter because what happens going forward, we think is going to dictate central bank policy.
0: It's interesting, I was at a, um, a speech that was given by Philip Lowe, the RBA governor, about a month ago now maybe, maybe a little bit more, and he was at pains to point out there's a difference between the inflation rate, that's the rate in which it's increasing, which is high, and then the actual inflation. So if we see energy prices come off, That will dramatically reduce the inflation rate and people think that means inflation is lower so that's what you're sort of talking about right
1: that's what we're talking about and so for the rate to continue to stay high you need inflation the base inflation to be continuously rising by a greater factor Mm -hmm. right and so you know when we have a look at brent crude price for example that hit 130 135 140 we're now talking about the low hundreds uh, when you have a look at the copper price that's come down, these are all forward indicators of what the market is seeing going forward. If you have a look at the US inflation numbers and you had a look at the components, housing was actually lagging. There was a debasing effect after COVID because rents, for example, were so depressed um, and then they shot up, but there was a little bit of catch up because of that COVID period. And so what we're saying is the rate of inflation cannot continue to rise forever. I don't know where it will go but i do know that central banks all around the world have a commitment to stop it and contain it it looks like it's working i think it will work and at some point towards next year middle or late we're going to be sitting back saying okay we dealt with inflation now what
0: okay so do you think that central banks are moving too aggressively if yes. that's the scenario
1: i think so but they have to they have no other choice and so, I think if you have a look at the bond market and you have a look at two year bonds, 10 year bonds, for example, in the US, you know, two year bonds are indicating that the rate of, uh, that rates will rise, right? That's a given now in markets. We've been having that discussion for the past three or four months. But then what happens after that? 10 year bond yields are starting to come down, growth expectations are starting to come down. I'm getting sent, you know, WhatsApp tweets. Um, and memes about inflation, uh, about a recession no longer being a recession. And Mm -hmm, there's already memes circulating about the US going into recession. We know that. We have to look forward. And I think at some point rate rises will be capped. Growth is going to come at a risk. And I think that's why the stock market's starting to move because it sees rates capping out.
0: So do you think that we've hit the bottom in equity markets? I think so. We Uh, haven't hit the bottom in property though.
1: We haven't hit the bottom in some parts of property. Um, there are parts of the property market that are continuing to rise. If you have a look at affordable markets that have strong natural demand, what happened during COVID is going to play out over the next five or 10 years. The whole remote work, the whole migration, many people picked up and changed their lives and migrated into new areas that were dead from a population growth perspective for a long time. That's gonna continue to play out. Those markets are still strong regional markets, you know, your 2nd tier metro markets, the Perth market's on fire. Um, You know, the Brisbane market's coming off, but that's still strong. Canberra's a strong market, it was very resilient. So the property markets come off in Sydney, um, parts of Sydney, but there is still very strong natural demand. And I'd caution those that think the property market's gonna completely fall out of bed, because you have very aggressive government fiscal policy coming out next year, state and federal, equity share schemes that are designed to insulate the market and support new entrants. And I think that's gonna provide a cushion.
0: So you're sounding like a pretty optimistic Peter Escher right now.
1: I'm always optimistic, (laughs) I'm always glass half full. Um, I think, you know, markets tend to have a habit where they focus their attention on certain things that don't matter. And so the point that we're trying to make is rates are self-correcting. The more they rise, the more you have a contraction in growth. And at some point, central banks have to sit back and adjust. Zero was ridiculous, right? It's, there's nothing wrong with having a cash rate 2 to 3%, yields 5 6%, and having, to me, that's more of a natural, normal market. And I think as long as we go there in an orderly fashion, uh, which I believe we are, there'll be speed bumps, but it's a, it's a better place to be than at zero, binging on cheap debt Mm -hmm. and having this fake environment. Yeah,
0: look, I agree. I mean, we've talked about it for a long time that rising rates is a reflection of an improving economy. Now, we don't like the inflationary dragon to be let loose, uh, you know, and that's what central banks are doing. So you're happy then, as an investor, as somebody interested in property and equities, you're happy with a 50 basis point rise from the RBA next week?
1: I'm happy with whatever central bank does for them to do. Um, because I know as an investor, my income stream is, always, is also hedged to inflation. If the, my cost of funding goes up, my return on investment, my income will go up. Either my stocks or my rental income from property. If I've got that relationship there, it doesn't matter. They can go up, they're going to go up together. Or they can come down, they're going to come down together. I've got a natural hedge. The last point I want to make, Nadine, is that inflation is a lot better than deflation. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of inflation because fiscally, governments all around the world have this huge amount of debt. The only way to pay it off or the only way to reduce it as a percentage of GDP is to have a nice big kick in inflation, you know, over 10 or 20 years, that debt relative to GDP goes down with inflation, a lot easier than what the Japanese have been dealing with where they've had no inflation for a very long time and they've been pulling out bazookas to stop deflation
0: bazooka time yeah let's hope it's over all right peter esho from wealthy thank you always good to get your perspective thank appreciate you. it now just before we hit the o'clock.